Love Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Buzzworthy Radio. I'm your host, Novell J. Lee, coming to you live on this Monday, August 24th, 2009. It's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Coast Time. It is my privilege to welcome you all into this show today. It is an honor that we are going to be blessed with the presence of Victoria Rao, an inspiring actress that I've watched on my screen for many, many years and a very, very much an inspiration to a lot of women, not just women, but a lot of people out there in, in this world. It is my, it's my pleasure to welcome her on the show right now. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So, we got to start it off right off the bat. Everybody wants to know. We were talking it up on Twitter that you are here to address these YNR rumors. So let's 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 address let's address these rumors. <laughs> what is going on? You know, it's just really um, in the last week. Would you say? Um, there's been this incredible groundswell, I would say a grassroots um, effort by my extraordinary fans. I want to send you all my love um, uh, to get, uh, I guess, Maria Bell to consider, um, which is an interesting word to use, but to uh, have uh, Drusilla climb back up the cliff. Now, you know, I had said uh, some time ago when this was addressed, um, while I was on the road on my book tour, would I ever come out of the woods or come out of the brook or mm-hmm. climb back up the cliff? Um, I never said I never would. <laughs> you were misquoted then, I take it. <laughs> so, anyway, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I just flew back into L.A. today and... Um, it's just been amazing. Everywhere I go, people are talking about how they are participating in um, trying to get me back on the show. Now, of course, I'd heard that since I've left. You know, we're writing in, but it just seems to be multiplied by I don't know how many times squared. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everybody, especially right now, wants you back on this program. I. Why do you think that is? I just want to turn the question on you. Why do you think that is all of a sudden? Why um, have you seen the show lately? (laughs) Now, don't put me in that. Don't put me in that position. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm working on on. my second book, so it's hard for I'm editing Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. I edited right up until this call. I had to put the manuscript down, but uh, we'll talk about that in a second. We will. Why do I think they want you now? I mean, I'm watching it, and I, I talked to Christoph about this a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. it just seems like they don't know what to do as far as what the Winters family is concerned. I mean, yes, this what's Lily left has of it, ovarian, huh? What's left of it? I mean, you're gonna you have this ovarian cancer storyline, which I'm sorry is not character driven; it's plot driven to get to a point of redeeming the character of Kane Ashby, and. Okay. Also, with the fact of Can I just stop you for a second? Stop me, stop me right now. Go ahead. I, I need, you need to bring me up to speed, darling. Who's left of the Winters family, the original Winters family? Neil and Lily. Olivia is not going to be seen that much anymore, if at all. And that's about it. Wait, we went from eight to one and a half? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right, now we can keep going. I see. I see the problem. So, uh, and, not, and not just that. I, I know that you did this interview with Nelson Branco, who is like my best friend forever, um, where wonderful. he mentioned to him. you about uh, Devon and Tyra getting it on. <laughs> well, let's just back up for a second. You tell me that, like, that, that Tanya is is not. Um, you know, frequently seen. Right, right. right. Um, and that this, the Winters family that 
was once very prolific in in the storytelling on the program. And if you'll recall uh, what addressed the the tremendous um, outpouring um, that came, I guess, in the late 80s when um, Bill Bell uh, fulfilled a, a, a desire by the black female audience that said, we don't see, we don't see an image of ourselves. You have, you have a maid. And we love Mamie, and I would love Mamie to come back. I, I need Aunt Mamie to come back. But, um, you know, we know we need the Pine Salt uh, sponsorship. Uh, we need all of our sponsorships, but really black women aren't really caressing that Pine Salt bottle that hard. Oh, my gosh. You know, we're really not slopping the floors. So I think the women, you know, Bill Bell certainly saw that and, and put, you know, a likeness of many people of color on the screen. And, of course, we were rewarded with that and shot up to number one. Um, but I'm discouraged to hear that uh, so many of uh of 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 that original cast are no longer um being seen and and it's un- it, it's very very um shocking to me in that the show's watched by i think we could say over 20 million people weekly mm-hmm. and, and that the predominant audience is african american women yes that's correct um i find it shocking that the very audience that sustains this show keeps it at number 1 that audience can't have who they want on screen. What's that about? We can put a black president in the Oval Office, but you can't put a black family on the number one daytime show that's kept at number one by black women? Exactly. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Exactly. I mean, and, this, and this family has been predominantly featured for over 20 years on this number one rated drama, and now to basically be disseminated it sounds like it's been disseminated it has been it i mean and and me speaking for an african-american man watching this show i'm highly vastly upset well let me ask you a question is it true then is it true that the step foster mother let me just talk storyline i'm not going to talk names (laughs) that a step foster mother who's black Slept with her black foster son? Yes. Uh, okay, let me stop you there. Let, let, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I introduced that foster care storyline to the young and the restless. At that time, it was Jack Smith. And I wrote a synopsis, I presented it, and the show put it up on screen on the tube that summer. And that character of Devon caught fire. It was extraordinary. And, of course, Brighton McClure won the Emmy later on. Um, That storyline about foster care, which addresses over 513,000 foster children in our nation today, received congressional recognition. And the predominant population, unfortunately, in foster care are black and brown children. And you mean to tell me that they had that young man sleep with his stepmother? That's kind of sneaky. That's kind of unredeemable. What's that about? It's a, yeah, it's a little bit. And he and Brighton, Brighton, Brighton's a very good actor. He deserves a lot more than what was given to him on the that storyline alone of what they're showing right now. Yeah, but the storyline aside, we're talking about real life. Right. We're talking about me presenting something that had integrity and substance and depth. And in my opinion, that kind of action is unredeemable. In my opinion, what's happening is the last vestiges of the black of the black characters are being pushed aside because how do you redeem that action? You really can't. How do you rescue that? And and isn't that putting a dark face on foster children? Isn't that putting 
a negative face on foster parents. We went from congressional recognition to piss poor. <laughs> What's that about? Speaking that truth right there, ladies and gentlemen, Victoria Rowles right here, right now. Before we get into the, the, the book that you're writing right now, um, the, the new book, uh, we do have a lot of callers that just got on the line right now. If you want to take some. Yeah, I will, but I also want to say this. Black women don't sleep with their foster children. Mm -mm. I'm a national spokesperson for foster care and adoption with the Annie E. Casey Foundation and Casey Family Services for over a decade. I spent 18 years in foster care, and none of my foster mothers slept with me or slept with any of my foster brothers. So shame on the young and the restless for taking a congressionally recognized storyline, an NAACP Image Award-winning storyline, and sabotaging it like that. We can do better. Prove that you can, Maria Bell. Prove that you can. This is, and this is, this is my question to you. With the continuation of the storyline after you left, because it, is, it was surreal, it was so raw, should they have continued to do their research on that? even after you were gone? Because, like, like we just said, it seems like they hadn't done that. Well, have... I mean, it, it, it depends on who you want to focus on. Now we have to talk about the business of, of running a soap. Mm-hmm. Who do you want to focus on and who do you want to give the storylines and who do you want to invest in? And so if you want to invest in a storyline, that means you're going to invest in the actors. Okay. And if you're going to write about subject matter such as foster care, well, it's, very wide and very deep, and if you can think it, you can write about it because foster care embodies so many different kinds of people, not only black and brown children, obviously, but white children, American Indian children as well, all children. Mm -hmm. So So I'll take some calls, sure. All right, all right, all right, let's take this call. This one is from Brian from Vermont. Brian, you're on the line. How are you? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Good, good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, hey, Victoria, how's it going? It's going great. Um, I'm a huge fan. I think you're really talented. Um, Thank you. And, um, yeah, I really think that The Young and the Restless is not the same without you on there. And uh, they definitely need to bring you back because you're amazing. Um, I was wondering, like, um, I, I also loved your chemistry with uh, Eric Braden. I love working with Eric. He's an awesome actor. Um, he is. Um, like and like, what do you think of your chances um, of getting back on there? Like, I know. I mean, I've tried to send emails and stuff, but. Well, you know, chances. Um, I I just think that it is dependent upon exactly what you're doing. Right. Where we have uh, fans out there, there, there there's a groundswell, um, there's a grassroots nature to this, I feel. And I have to thank you for your concern of bringing Drusilla back because she was she's a very relatable character, very realistic, um, and I think extremely authentic, and that's what's made her day current even though you don't see her on screen i think that's pretty amazing it is amazing like and i'm a a white guy but i Uh mean like i um like i totally support you know you and and christoph and that whole that whole winter's clan i mean i thought that just so just you guys in general were such a huge part of that show i mean especially you i'm obviously i'm a huge fan but i mean without you on there it's like it's different. You and it's another thing is you didn't just have so much chemistry with them. You also had it with everybody else. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like the whole cast in general. You were just awesome on there. It's just and the show is a great show. I'm not gonna say yeah. it's not, but without you on there, it's just not the same. <laughs> I really appreciate your your comments and your question, and uh, ultimately, it's up to the brass. Uh, to bring an actress or an actor back to the show. But I think right. that my brand certainly has a lot to offer, and I appreciate you recognizing that. Well, thanks so much, and I really hope they, they get you back on there, because if not, they're making a big mistake. 
Well, I appreciate. What is this email that you wrote into to write? Um, the one that you put on Twitter. I think it was the. Uh, I don't know. Can't remember. I think it was like was it C, at CBS or something. Some. Um, I received. Uh, I, I won't tell you my source, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I received uh, an, an email. And what is Buzzworthy using? <laughs> what are you guys using? What are we using? Uh, YRBB at tvc.cbs.com is what we're sending right now to the head brass to get you back on this show. We need you on this show to invigorate not yeah. just the winter Stanley, but the entire show as a whole. It, it, right. it just seems yeah. like they lost something once you were mm-hmm. gone. Yes, well, I support the campaign. I support the campaign, and anyone who's Twittering and asks me for uh, the address to write into, um, I share that address. So um, thank you. Oh, that's awesome. I really hope we get back on there because, like I said, it's, I mean, it's a good show, but, but, you know, like you just added so much to that show, and it would be really nice to see you back on there. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, man. Take care. Take care. Take care. Is there another Bye. caller? Yes, there is. All right, we got. Uh, wow, we're going New York caller nine one seven. You're on the line. How are you? Yeah, hi Novell. It's Scott Novick. How are you doing? Huh? Hey. Hey Victoria. Hi. Glad to go ahead and hear you. Go ahead and uh, glad to hear all the interest in bringing you back. Uh, go ahead. There really is a gap right now. Uh, I'm good. You know, even with go ahead. No, right now, Lily is going ahead and getting a lot to do with that. Uh, with the story with this, the cancer. But like Novelle said earlier, you know, that's really a lot of it's more of Kane's story along with Lily than going ahead and Lily's story on her own. And go ahead. It's really a shame that go ahead. The Winters family is being neglected and go ahead and lost the place that they used to have on the show. Well, well I uh, have a question. Um, when you mentioned cancer, um, uh, I, you know, I've had both black and white mothers growing up in foster care. Right. And um, I can tell you if, uh, if a child is sick, they'd be at the bedside. Right. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. unrealistic. Uh, I'll just say yeah. all mothers would flock to their children, especially if they're right. if they have a terminal illness. So I don't see the reality in that. But um, but go ahead, I'm I'm listening. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, basically they they do have Neil and Devon are there for her. But a lot of what's driving the story really is that just before she found out she had cancer, really went ahead and married Kay Nashby, who everyone has thought for years was the long lost Philip Chancellor the Third. And recently they revealed that he's not. Philip Chancellor III oh. is really still alive. He was oh. living in Australia for years. He oh, can I walked just stop away. you right there? Can, can, can sure. I just stop you? I thank you for all the backstory, but I see that the cancer is now plot-driven, as the previous person yep. said. Right. So um, I see it driving someone else's story, and that's a right. problem for me. Yeah. But, I, I, mean, uh, I will say that... Um, Families don't raise themselves. Families, that's what I think has always made The Young and the Restless so realistic, is that there really were true families anchored in relationship. And, um, you know, the Winters family did not raise themselves in the wild. Where is the family to frame the story? Yeah, exactly. Where's Aunt Mamie? Where, yeah. I'm not even talking about Drusilla. Where's Aunt Mamie? Where are the grandparents of Lily? There yeah. were grandparents. That's There's true. The mother, my, uh, uh, Drusilla's mother, whose name was Lily, that Drusilla's daughter was named after. Ben Guillory would love to come back on the show and see his granddaughter. So I, I don't understand the lack of familial framing. I understand we're in an economic downturn, but come on. Yeah. And they do a lot of name dropping, like they did mention in one of the shows last week, Willie's grandparents sending a note, but I go ahead, a note, that's it. And then, you know, the same thing with Olivia, that go ahead, you know, Tanya was on the show when Lily was first diagnosed, and now it's like, oh, okay, Lily, Dr. Winters to- told us what you need. We'll go ahead and get to it. Okay, and- newsflash, newsflash. Realistically speaking, and I hope 
YNR catches it. Catch it. Catch it, YNR. A black family would have a prayer circle going. Yes. There would be a prayer circle. Let me break that down for you. That would be at the church. You would have, let's say, a Tanya Lee Williams character, Olivia. She would reach out to Aunt Mamie. And then she'd reach out to her friends in Genoa City. And there would be a prayer circle. Pull in a few extras. Come on. Break off some coin. Mm -hmm. And let's have a prayer circle for Lily. That would really help get back a lot of viewership because that's the authentic piece you get from having a black writer or someone who's consciously thinking about the storyline and willing to share. If you think about it too, Scott, too, with what else that Victoria just said, if you can can have, when Don Diamant was still on the show as Brad, and his character was found out to be Jewish, and they incorporated Jewish... Yes, but darling, you can't write what you don't know. Right. You see, you can't write what's not in the room. Right. Yeah, and and that's actually one of the flaws with that story, is that Lynn Marie Latham, you know, she went ahead and said, great, go ahead, okay, Don's Jewish, Brad's Jewish, but from what was on the screen, and I'm Jewish myself, so I can tell you this, they didn't go ahead and go to Don and ask him for any details because every time they went ahead and got something wrong, go ahead, and I was going ahead and literally going ahead and astonished because it was like, you know, oh, let's make him Jewish just for the sake of the story, not for presenting a real thing. And, you know, if they did something like what Victoria is suggesting right now, you know, they really should go ahead and get someone who can do it right because otherwise... You know, it's not going to otherwise it's not going to work. It's just going to be more, you know, plot to go ahead and say, hey, we're doing it, but not really meaning anything in the story. Well, you want a show to thrive. You want a number one show to thrive. And there's a reason why it's number one. But I don't think that you take advantage of it being number one. Um, I think you continue to do your very best. Um, I think the last thing a quality show wants to do is, you know, aggravate an audience, insult an audience. So you have to do the research. And not right now. That's the big problem. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Definitely. Definitely true. Definitely true. You ready to take another one? Sure. All right. Uh, this caller is from Delaware. I believe I got this date right. 302, you're on the line. How are you? Oh, is it me? Yeah. Yes, it hi. Sorry. <laughs> hi. How are you? Um, hi, Victoria. I'm really, really excited to speak to you. I just wanted to ask you, what do you think about um, the fact that it appears to, and I'm a black woman and mm-hmm. been watching the show since the very beginning, what do you think about the fact that it appears that they're trying to pretty much destroy the character of Neil. Neil, who has always been, in my opinion, a strong, upstanding um, figure and role model for not only young black men, but black men, period. Um, no matter, I mean, he's had his times, he fell down a couple of times, but he was always a role model. And all of a sudden they had him, you know, cheat on his wife and um, just very torridly and just nonchalantly with no remorse whatsoever, take up with the, the mistress, um, it, 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 to me, if you read the message board during this time, people were demanding, you know, they wanted Neil off the show. Um, it, it's pretty bad, and it makes me very sad. I just want to know what you think about that. Well, there's a lot of interference. I hear some. Um, can, can you hear us okay? I can hear you. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll hang up. My phone might have some static, so I'll hang up and listen to you on the radio. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It went away. Okay. Um, here's okay. the thing. I feel like you have to ask yourself a bigger question first. And that is, and when I say you, I mean generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Are people mm-hmm. writing in? Are people writing in and making recommendations and expressing how the show affects them and what their likes and dislikes are. Um, Maria Bell is the head writer. And I think unless she knows and the writing staff uh, hear what you're saying, 
it's never going to come to light. So it's one thing among yourselves to say, oh, I didn't like that, I was insulted, that was all wrong, there would be a prayer circle, this would never happen, Drew would be there, Neil wouldn't do that. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. What you must do is write in and you must mm-hmm. email and let the production company know that this does not work for you. And if something doesn't work for you, what do you do? You change it. And I you do believe change in this. It. Right. I think there's been a lot of bad. I do believe there have been a lot of people writing in because the character that we found so disgusting and appalling has now left the show. Who was um, that? The one that the, her name was Tyra. The character's name was Tyra. She's the one that you know, slept with, and then Devon slept with. Um, uh-huh. she, she's now been written out of the show. And I think before that, they seem to be trying to develop some storyline between she and Neil that we all were supposed to just accept. But they, it's kind of like... Whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, let, whoa, 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 let, let me stop okay. you right there. Okay. There's a very, very important piece here that we must not gloss over. And let me just say this, that, yes, your predominant audience, the predominant audience of The Young and the Restless we know is African-American. However, just because an actor is black and an act, that popular actor or actress is no longer on the show, it does not mean that you can replace her with another tanned actress. Right, right. Or another tanned actor. What happens is... What happens in performance is that a relationship occurs that transcends the screen, and that's called authenticity. That's mm-hmm. called real. And you mm-hmm. cannot put a price tag on it. It's called ratings, and it's called an audience. Right. I and agree. so I hear what you're saying, but I thought it was very important that we not gloss over that point where someone may be bag- casting, may be banging their head against the wall saying, why did that black actress work and why didn't that black actress work? Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. work like that. There's something so soulful that happens between the audience and the actor, and it's a marriage of sorts. Absolutely. And that's what we're talking about. That's the magic. And, and another thing, too, I'll say this quickly before I go, is that it's also in the presentation. I, Mr. Bill Cosby said it once on his show, it's how you present something to to people. Maybe if they had brought that character on as someone respectable that we could respect, but they brought her on um, on the on the on the top of a garbage can lid, and nobody was was you know it was very unappetizing, and nobody was having any of it. And I'm very glad to see that she's gone. I'm sorry that an actor is out of a job, but um, what they need to just do is just bring you back and, and just put back the Winters family back and. You know, and start all over again. So, thank you well, for talking I'm to for me. That. I'm, I'm for, for that. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye, sweet. Who's thank next? You. I didn't get a name. <laughs> but who's who's next? All right. Who is next? All right. Um, caller, you have no area code, so you got to speak up right now. Caller, you're on the line. Skype caller. Hi. How are you? Good. 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 Um. You know what? I stopped watching the show after you went off, and I really would like to write in. Uh, if you would give me the email address, because I just thought Drew was a wonderful part for the the show, well, and I can relate to wonder why they would. I kind of got upset because it seems like when black women, because I'm a black woman, mm-hmm. when they're attractive, seem like they try to play us. Down, you know. Excuse me. <clears throat> they were letting you wear different kind of hats, and you didn't need to. You have beautiful hair, like all the rest of them. Oh, I love <laughs> hats. I love hats. The only thing about the hair, when the hair was falling out, um, you know, when they wrote the hair falling out storyline, um, I oh, beg to differ okay. because when hair falls out, especially women, the hair is a crown. Um, Hats are a crown, and, and you would do something to right. to to make yourself feel better, um, whether you're a, a cancer victim or whether you have some type of alopecia. You would do something to, uh, um, you know, sort of sort of make that better, whether it's a hairpiece or whether okay. it's a hat. So the hats okay. were really important. But but continue. Okay. 
That's no that that explain it because I was thinking you know sometimes you might miss something you know because you're working and mm-hmm. I didn't catch that so I'm glad you explained that to me because I'm going why did they do through like that? <laughs> why well, we'll give me? you the email. It, uh, it, darling, help me out with that email. Uh, <laughs> it's yrbb at tvc.cbs.com. We got it running up in the chat room for you too. So. Oh, good, good, good. Sometimes it doesn't come out right on the, you know, on the phone. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I got it. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Drew. Bye, darling. Bye. I'll take as many calls as you want, but did you want to ask more yes, questions or? I did. I did. Let's um, let's talk about. I want to before we. I see you all on there. Be patient. But I want to talk about this book. I want to get sure. to talk about this this next book that you're writing. Oh yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Um, well, I love writing. I mean, I've been writing for well since I was a child, actually. And um, I've been very fortunate to have friends who are in the literary world or uh, write scripts, um, obviously write books. And um, my mother was a writer of sorts. And so um, I've just always been um, fascinated by words and stories, and I think it's profoundly important. And um, in any in any event, uh, you know, working with Bill Bell, um, he was someone that really, really understood the, um, you know, the words between the lines that weren't on the page. Mm-hmm. He knew how to pull story out of air, which is great. Um, and uh, it, it was very, very um, inspiring to me um, being in Hollywood and writing on the side, uh, not published at that time, but it was a, another part of my writing journey, um, studying his scripts. Um, I've, I've kept um, almost all of my scripts, believe it or not, Wow. Um, not every single, but I have a tremendous archive of my scripts. And if you're going to be a writer, you've got to want to read and you've got to want to study. Um, and so I have and so I did and got on the New York Times with my first book. Um, the second book that you're referring to is my first novel. Um, and it's titled Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva, and that'll be hitting the stands summer 2010, June 2010. I'm actually on the schedule already. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be really a lot of fun. It's fiction. I had a lot of fun, Uh, but go ahead. Uh, What do you want to know? I – what – I really wanted to know, like, your – was – Keeping those scripts part of your inspiration for getting into the whole writing thing, like keep for this novel, for this second one, keeping those in, keeping those there, and also, how would you right now, from everything that you heard tonight from the caller and myself, how would if you could answer this, how would you fix YNR? Besides the stuff you mentioned earlier, what else would you do to fix the show? Well. I I can't say that I'm up to speed on the storylines except for the ones that people have been twittering about and the, in, in a in a very in a very human way they're upset. Um yeah. and not only black women, I mean women and men are upset about um a variety of things uh most poignantly I think with the character of Devon sleeping with his foster stepmother. Um I would think that we would need to explore the writing team. Um, I really, really, really believe it would behoove the show to organize and hire a black writer. Uh, not only because the black writer would bring a, a flavor to the writing that would right. be superlative, but would also not only write for black family, but for the whole show. 
the whole show. You know, yeah. it's like someone who who's black that does hair professionally. Well, they do all hair. Yeah. They don't do just black hair. They do all hair. But if we're number one, and we are number one, the young and the restless is number one. Why are we? Why are we so far behind in terms of diversity behind the camera? Yes. And so I'd like to see diversity. Um, let us not turn to economic downturn and financial tsunamis. Let us look to fairness and the disparity therein and uh, share the wealth. Uh, the, you know, I understand that NBC cut out five hours of programming. There is a wealth of talent out there dying for a job, not to mention films that have been on hold. And since YNR is a number one program, I know people that do film that would consider doing The Young and the Restless if they had the opportunity. These are people of color um, in particular, mm-hmm. uh, but not exclusively people of color that would like a shot. But, but we're talking about how one would, would suggest um, resolution um, to sinking audience. And uh, I think that we need to look at the inner workings of the enterprise. Absolutely. Absolutely. This call, I believe, I know this next caller is from Illinois. You're on the line, explain. Hey, Navelle. Hey, Matt. How's hey. it going? I, good, Are you good. a Bell? Just, Are you I, a Bell person? <laughs> am, am I? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Uh, hello, Victoria. It's 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 an honor to to talk to you. I've I'm a huge fan. I've seen Thank you since you. you started on Young and the Restless uh, when Drew was a runaway, and uh, it is a huge um, absence. I mean, since you've been gone, it just I didn't. You just don't know what you have till it's gone. And I hope that the Young and the Restless realizes that there's been a vacuum in the Neil or the the Winters family since since you left. Uh, it's just you. You were the anchor, and it's just it, I just hope they come to their senses and 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 bring you back and uh and I just you just there's just nobody I can think of in in daytime that has take uh, a african American woman that has just been so the the way you the, the character evolved and uh it just it was amazing what you did in the, in the time that you were there and uh hopefully that that's uh it's really big I love I love your work, so I just hope you come back. Thank you so much. Is there anything that I, oh, I just sorry, wanted to add to what the gentleman said? That um, one of the things, um, just, just to um, piggyback your your previous ask, um, one of the things that I would love to see the character do is go back to her classical ballet. Oh. Um, I never understood why that was shelved. And so many people asked for it. Um, and uh, believe it or not, I still get up on point. So I was just surprised that that, that, that wasn't used more. Um, Maria Bell is a big fine arts advocate. And um, I know that it was sort of used as a segue um, briefly, I think, in storyline um, with Lily. But this is an opportunity to really underscore the importance of arts in people's lives. The elderly depend upon it in nursing homes. Um, children depend on it in terms of a learning tool. Many children don't learn the same. They learn through music and dance and painting and writing. And the idea that we have this extraordinary opportunity on the number one show in the nation in daytime television, licensed, I believe, to over two dozen countries around the world, um, we have an extraordinary opportunity to teach and show, and we, and we really need to continue to be a, ahead of the curve. Yes. Now, is there, as I've never, it, it was as far as I can, uh, this, to, to, I mean, I'll do whatever I can do to, to write emails and, and, and that to try to get you back, or at least l- let my voice know. Is there anything that, because I've never done this before as far as, as being vocal about about that. Is there something that we can put in the emails and the letters to get their attention? Oh, there, well, wait a I mean, minute. Do you let have any insight into that? No, I don't. Actually, <laughs> let me just be clear. Um, I was approached a week and a half ago, and um, it was brought to my attention that there was this huge grassroots campaign going on 
Um, I think it's great. I've always said that I wouldn't climb back up uh, off the cliff or up from the dregs of the swamps or wherever Drusilla is. But trust and believe. Um, I love the fans. If I'm invited back, that'll be a conversation. But um, I did not start this campaign. I appreciate it, but and I respect it, but I'm not advocating for myself. I, I would have to be approached. Okay, okay so that that definitely clears up everything because I was hearing like there was like a script like already penned out for Drusilla's return that was That's going around true. the internet. Okay. That's not true. Um, to my, uh, no one's called my representation. Um, no one's called my representation, and no one's called me. Um, but I think I think what's interesting is the psychology of it all. Um, I know I know many daytime actors who have the same tenure as I do. Um, some more, some a little less, and they don't ever need a national campaign to bring them back to a show. And so I have to ask, why is that the case with this particular character? Is she that strong? Does she intimidate, or do I intimidate a, a, a particular <laughs> group of people behind the scenes? I mean, it's very suspicious. I think, uh, and Matt, I, I don't know if you feel the same way uh, when um you answer this question, as far as I'm concerned, Drew had a, a presence on the show, and not just with the Winters family. Yes, she but does that carry, but wait, whoa, whoa, let's not blur the lines. Okay. Is that carrying over to real life and behind the camera? Because I really do care about no. the show. I care about, I care about change, and I care about integrity, and I care about if you're going to give me a suitcase that another actor had in another scene. And I care about the hair, and I care about continuity, and I care about what's oh, yeah. coming out of my mouth because I know who's watching at home. Mm -hmm. And I care about ratings. So Definitely did that get in somebody's way? Did that step on someone's toe? I mean, tell me. Does it carry its weight off the camera? That's a very good question. Because a part of me feels like it doesn't, uh, on most cases. If it did, it'd be a lot better than what we have been getting. Should we weigh in? Yeah. Should we weigh in with the callers? Yeah, please. Matt, you wanna you wanna fill in with that one a little bit? How you feel about that? Um, yeah, I just it, 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 Victoria brings up a lot of good points. It just it doesn't make sense. It it really doesn't because there is. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say because you, you really got to get into the minds of what what's driving all this, and I those are valid questions, and I have yeah I, I don't even have the insight into it. But well, what um, drove you to go ahead and be a part of this? What's going on now with this campaign? What what's driving you to do this now? Because I I had once Victoria was off the show, it just it was her not being there, it just it, it just took that whole a third of of the families in Genoa City and it just it's gone. And it's just they they've been having a hard time finding things that, that work and, and with her and from the beginning she just she was I mean it was just a big anchor to that family is gone. So it's so obvious as a as a viewer to it. And just when the when these when I seen these uh, tweets on Twitter and and that about uh, possibly her returning, it just made me so excited because it's just I, I love the show. I've watched it for 15 years, and I just I, I want I want Drusilla back on the show. It's just mm, so, she's so sorely missed. Thank you. Oh, you're um, very welcome. I really appreciate that. Um, I also want to thank the fans for following me. Uh, around the United States for the last two and a half years. I really appreciate it. Um, there hasn't been a, a, a lecture 
or a book signing that you haven't come to and ask me, are you coming back? But I have to thank you for buying the book, for buying The Women Who Raised Me, and I know you're going to buy um, Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. But more than that, um, you brought me your love, and I really, really appreciated that. So that's a big shout-out to everybody. And all you folks up in Canada, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, a lot of these fans, you know, they love, they support everything that you're doing. And they wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, I think. Well, um, it's a it's a family affair, mm-hmm. and I think that strong personalities um, sometimes get misread, um, and I think sometimes people fear what they admire. Um, I think that you know communications certainly broke down while I was there. Um, and uh, that's not, you know, a platform I want to work from. I want to work in a place where we're all in the sandbox together, mm-hmm. um, kicking butt. And um, I certainly got that, even though we didn't get to do it enough with Eric Braden um, and a number of actors on the show. Obviously, Christoph St. John and I were, you know, we've been you know, married for a dog's age. Um, and that's always been fun. We've already worked, we've always worked it out. Um, you know, and, and there are a number of actors. I mean, we can go down the whole laundry list where it's been an, ex- an extraordinary experience, Brighton McClure in particular. Um, but go ahead. Got any more? Well, let you. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to say that, and uh, again, uh, um, I'm a big fan, of Victoria, and I really hope uh, we, we hope we hope to see you again on Young and the Russells. It's Thank you. Not the same without you. So. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for so coming much. on the Vell Show, and and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Talk to you okay. soon. Thanks, Nivelle. Talk to you. Bye. That's great. That's great. I think we have we have time for about two more before okay. we wrap things up here. Uh, let's get this one from Marilyn. You're on the line. Hey, Marilyn. Marilyn, I know you're on the phone. Come on, I know you got to answer. If you're not going to answer, I'm going to take this one from uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, that, yeah, let's do Massachusetts. Let's do Boston. Here All right, we go, Massachusetts. Here we go. <laughs> I'm okay. Hey, Mark Wahlberg, how you doing? Okay. Now, I grew up in Roxbury, Dorchester. Go ahead. Hello. Who's that? This is Rodney from. I'm from Brockton, Massachusetts. Hello. How are you, Miss Wells? I'm good. Uh, I miss you on the show. The show is not the same without you. The winter uh-huh. is missing their backbone. You were the backbone of the Winters family. Don't get it twisted. You were the best. Uh, my question is, I'm going a little different direction. Go ahead. I miss the chemistry between you and Devetta Sherwood when she was really. Now, wow. you and her had, had that mother-daughter chemistry that, I don't know why. She was a mini Drew, nope. wasn't she? She was a little mini Drew. She was a spitfire, just like Victoria on the show. I don't know if she, did she learn that from you? Did you give her some pointers? Because she was, she was excellent. No offense to Crystal Khalil. I think she's good, but she's not Lily. The better show was with Lily. What was your opinion when they got rid of her? I don't know. What were your thoughts on that? I didn't have a thought. I was blindsided. I got a phone call over the weekend, and they said, devetta has been let go, and Crystal's back in. And I went, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. shocked. I was not given an option. I was not given the right of first refusal on that one. And as you say, no disrespect to Crystal. She's, you know, a shark. Um, and a hard worker, uh, I, I will say that when Devetta came on the scene, people left and right said, oh, my God, she is so your daughter. Right. Um, I thought she got exactly. shortchanged. I, got, I, I think that um, the way that that was handled, um, it, it could have it been um, handled with more grace. It was a bit gritty. Exactly. And I also missed, 
I think you also have some good chemistry. You and Sharon Case, when you and Sharon, you and Sharon are the best friends. Like you believe yes. they were best friends, and she yeah. really needs some help right now. Because Sharon, she's a hot mess right now, so she needs Drew right now to like slap her a little bit and get her back in check. That that was where you can count on you as Priscilla, because Priscilla was like I felt like she was everyone's like everyone's friend. You can go and talk to her. She told you like it was. You don't get that on the show right now. It's just, it's just missing so much right now. And they even brought Tanya Lee Williams back to do nothing. So I I don't understand. Like we really do need Priscilla back on the show. I will write. I will email, uh, blog, whatever I need to do to get you back on the show. Did you hear Al Sharpton is going to be picketing outside the show next week? Is that true? I'm joking. <laughs> I was about to join. Relax, like, everybody. Up. Relax. Relax. Because <laughs> you know those closeted listeners just oh. ran for the phone. Yeah. Relax. Back up. Back up. Sit back down. Back this up. Back this up now. All right. All right. I, I almost uh, fell for that one for that like, split second there. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, right? Hold up, right? Hold up. Okay. <laughs> well, it was an honor to talk to you, Miss Raul. Excellent honor to talk to you, and hopefully you'll be back. If not this year, maybe next year. But they, yeah. the winters need their backbone back. They need their backbone back. Okay, okay. I really appreciate the call. Thank I you, really Miss Raul. All right. Can I have one more call. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, we got time for one more question. No, no, yes, we do have a, a question from the chat room, which I completely forgot about. They Go ahead. wanted to know about Eve's Bayou. Who oh, yeah. That? What was that like working with Debbie Morgan in that movie as well as doing that movie? Oh, well, speaking of Debbie Morgan, am I, 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 I'm just so proud that she's been nominated for a Daytime Emmy. I am too. Oh, and man. I'm her host family when she comes into Los Angeles. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Debbie is an extraordinary person. She has an, an extraordinary instrument. It's very rare. Um, it can navigate prime time, daytime, feature film. I mean, who can say that they've worked with both Samuel L. Jackson and Denzel Washington, Oscar award winner and Oscar nominee? I mean, she's she's someone that has... Um, incredible power in her performances and I know all my children um, you know they're extremely happy to have her back home um, working with Debbie our scenes were, were weren't together we, we shared the film um, and who knows maybe one day we'll have the opportunity to share the screen together in one scene yes but I love working with Casey Lemons, and of course I, I had the opportunity of working with Samuel Jackson. But you know, my feelings, um, you know, in terms of what could fix a show that I love, loved then, and still love today, are well documented. I mean, I really don't have to go into every nut and bolt. Um, it's well documented. Um, uh, I think a lot of it still has not changed. I don't know why mm. we wouldn't take the opportunity to mentor and prepare the show for the next generation. I mean, when you think in terms of, for instance, ballet companies. I used to be with American Ballet Theater. Um, you have American Ballet Theater too. You have Joffrey too. You have School of American Ballet, and you have New York City Ballet. I mean, just that in the ballet world. Twyla Tharp has an apprentice company. DTH had an apprentice company. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is that why aren't we apprenticing? Why aren't we setting up our show for the next generation of actors? How can you do that when you whittle a cast down to one and a half, two people? Yeah. How is that preparing? How is that setting the example as the number one daytime show watched by over 20 million people per week and seen around the world, including in Africa? Yes. How is that teaching us how to do television right, real color television? If I can add on to that, too, with that point, 
I want to backtrack a little bit as to when we had the last the last caller um, before the um, Massachusetts caller, and why they probably think you would make you would have such an emphasis being back on the show. There's no strong woman, no strong black woman, not just a black woman, but no strong woman mm-hmm. on this show anymore. Drew was a strong woman. That could be a problem. That's a problem. Sometimes that's a liability to walk the walk and talk the talk. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's excited about me portraying a strong black woman on, on and off the stage. Um, when I come into work, I'm not there just to recite lines. I care about what's going on behind the scenes. I care about the details, and I care about the disparity. And you can't grow up spending 18 years in a welfare system as a foster child and not come out an advocate. And unfortunately, it's not all embraced. I'll say Bill Bell definitely embraced my spirit and incorporated it into the work we collaborated on. But I can't say everyone since has. I've been punished for it. Um, I've taken a lot of heat and a lot of punches. And I'm not here on the phone to document that. I'm here to say that I love performing for my audience. I love the legacy of Bill Bell and his wife, Lee Phillip Bell. Um, I do respect Maria Bell. I think that she would be open to dialogue um, if she believed that it would... um, improve uh, the quality of the program. Um, I understand we've lost a lot of viewers. Mm-hmm. There's a way to get them back, but they have to be willing to swallow their ego. Right. Right. Hopefully we can make that happen. Definitely make that happen. And this last caller is from California. I want to get this last caller in here. 818 Erico, California. You're on the line. Would that be me? Yeah. Well, hey there. Hi. I didn't didn't press the one, so I wasn't actually expecting to. uh, What's up? Look here. How are you doing? This is Carla. We've actually spoken before, um, and uh, we were talking. You had a project uh, in mind a couple of years ago about uh, uh, Queen Charlotte, and Mm -hmm. uh, I can talk to you later about that. But anyway, like I said, I wasn't really expecting to talk. I was really just listening because my computer was acting up. Okay. um, Okay. The caller previously from Massachusetts made a comment about the uh, chemistry between you and uh, Devetta Sherwood. Yes. And I was just going to say that uh, there was one episode I was watching um, that was when, I guess it was when she and Danny had gotten married, or I I don't remember exactly, but uh, you were dialogue, or Drusilla, was dialoguing with uh, Danny. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Lily's character was in, was standing behind you, chirping about something, and yes. you turned around and you simply said, hush! <laughs> and I <Yeah>. remembered that <laughs> scene for the longest time because I said, where does she pull this from? Knowing your background and understanding, you know, the, the mixed heritage, let's say. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, this woman is so observant and, and you could only have been around black women to have come up with that one <laughs> one utterance. Well, I and appreciate I, I, that 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 um acknowledgement. Uh, yeah. it, it just so happens that my mothers were Jewish, they were European, they were Jamaican, they were African American, but the place that I pull um uh, thank you for for saying where does this come from? I have a reserve yeah. above my pelvic bone. <laughs> and I used everything I had when I walked on that set. I learned my lines three different ways, and I think you mm-hmm. knew that, and I think that's what you saw. Mm-hmm. I came prepared because I was passionate about what I did. And um, you cannot you cannot ask for everyone in the schoolyard to be excited about that. Right. And so all you can do is you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved accessing um, different personalities that I had come to know in my journey uh, 
Drusilla is a compilation of many people I know, mm-hmm. um, strong women, and um, they have served me very well. But I do yeah. want to add to the overall conversation that CBS launched uh, a readdressing of diversity earlier in the year. And um, I, I hope we get to see that on The Young and the Restless. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. And uh, I will just kind of echo what everyone else is saying. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily a daily follower of the show. Uh, my parents watch it, so I like to keep abreast of what's happening right. to kind of chat about it with them. Right. But the writing on the show, uh, in my opinion, has just become unbelievable, uh, which is what I think you guys were saying earlier. And uh, I'm hoping that they find a way to, um, as you've been saying, bring back the the diversity, or I don't know if they're bringing it back, but at least start up (laughs) Um, in front of the camera, behind the camera. And because I'm a writer and more producer, I'm always uh, for promoting certainly behind the scenes. I mean, it's not that there are a lack of writers and diversified uh, writers, mm-hmm. um, we exist. I'm one of them, right. um, and it's it has to be a matter of willingness at the executive level mm-hmm. to break the cycle, incorporate diversity in the writing team. I think we'll see an extraordinary change. Um, complacency is something that and I'm not accusing anyone of being complacent I'm just saying complacency is easy to be had when you have a cushy job like a like a soap opera right when you know a paycheck's going to come in every week you can phone in things you can phone in performances you can phone in you can phone in anything mm-hmm. right and you really have to get a wake up call today because your job can be gone tomorrow yeah. And you have to understand that there's someone else around the corner that has a fire under their ass and they're willing to do whatever it takes to do the job and do it well. And that's where we have to get to. Never mind all the high school nonsense. Let's <laughs> do business. Yeah. And if it's about keeping a show at number one, if it's about keeping your ratings, if you really love your audience, then you're going to do what needs to be done to make it what it should be. And mm-hmm. Young and the Restless is one of the most loyal audiences that I know of. And you deserve better. So demand it. Mm-hmm. It's called the power of the purse. Yeah. It's called the power of the wallet. Demand here, here. change and you shall get it. Just ask President Obama. Thank here, you. Here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, have a good night in California. Thank you. You guys, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Where did the time go? Wow. I I think I could sit on here and do this show for like another hour with you. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This has been amazing. I'm so blessed and so honored that you were here with us tonight. And everything that you said was on point and on key about everything that has been going on. And fans, I encourage you, keep writing in that stuff. You you want Drusilla back on. Let your voice be heard. You were you're doing a great you were doing a great job tonight. Keep on continuing it. Y R B V at T V C dot Check out her books, The Woman Who Raised Me and also her book coming out in 2010. Um, they asked, are you doing a book tour for that one when that comes oh, out? Oh, not only am I doing a book tour, but on weekends I'll be doing a one-woman show that will accompany Secrets of a Soap Opera Diva. So get ready, dolls. Uh-oh. Get ready for that one. You find out about that, definitely let us know. I want to promote that for sure. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening or calling in, and I especially want to thank uh, everyone at Buzzworthy for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. And I want to give you your congratulations as well, Miss Miss Newlywed. <laughs> uh, I, I, definitely, I definitely want to make sure I got that out there before you left because I didn't get to wish you that, so congratulations. Yes, again. I'm Mrs. Radcliffe Bailey now. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. very much. And we'd love to have you back on here anytime. Okay, anytime. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Wow, you guys. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning into the show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you all here for this show. I want to thank everybody in the chat room. I want to thank everybody who called in. Make sure you guys are with us within the week into next week. We're going to be in California for a few days. If you want to find us, we are going to be at the Young and the Restless event that's taking place this Friday and this Saturday. We're also going to be at the Daytime Emmy Awards. So make sure you guys check us out there. But from all of us now, this is Navelle J. Lee signing off from Buzzworthy, making sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. We'll see you guys next week. Check us out online with our recap videos of what took place over the weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio and join our fan page on Facebook at Buzzworthy Radio, buzzworthyradio.net. See you guys. Take care.